If you need mustard for that corned beef you're making, get Colleen's Irish Mustard. Colleen's Irish Mustard unites mustard haters and mustard lovers from around the world. Currently, Colleen's Irish Mustard has three flavors in mild, regular, and spicy. For more information on Colleen's Irish Mustard, visit www.irishmustard.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 100% Sports Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Glinski, and my partner is alongside me, Nathan Sabo. He is here today as well, about to get ready for college in a few weeks. You know, he went shopping for his dorm and everything to, you know, decorate his dorm. Oh, yeah, you know, decorate. Make, it all, make yeah. it all nice. Make it all nice. But how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Just came back from a nice little five-hour shopping spree with my mother. Don't just love shopping with your mom. I don't really go shopping with my parents, so. Okay. That's. Guess not. So, so I don't have anything to worry about that. But before we get into the finals of, or get into Tournament Central for the finals of our best Detroit athlete bracket, about on Tuesday this week or Monday this week, we hit one one thousand total listens on the podcast. So thank you to everyone who has listened, helped support us in this last year. But and a uh, fact of the day is that we started this podcast exactly one year, one year after starting this podcast, we got exactly one thousand listens. So that that was pretty cool. So, just want to give a shout out yeah, to everyone that's who cool. listened. Let me just uh, say say thank you to everybody. Uh, you know, uh, it's kind of neat. One year to the date, a thousand listens. Not going to lie. Didn't think we'd keep this up and keep going. But uh, Me yeah. too. I didn't think either. And a uh, shout out to you, Ryan. You're the brains behind this whole operation. I just sit here and talk. So, Thanks, man. He's, He's in it. charge of everything behind the scenes. So, don't, don't be thanking me for that. But, you know... Thank you for everyone sharing uh, the the shows with their friends, coworkers, family, all that. But make sure you still do that. Make sure you still do that, though. But we're going to be aiming for 2,000 and hopefully maybe a little bit quicker than it was to get 1,000. But Maybe we'll get there in our, half a year. Yeah, that that's our goal now is 2,000. And our, our episodes will be probably more weak. The in-between episodes, probably a week. You know, we took we had a little bit of a... Longer break in between episodes, but we're going to be hopefully back to week episodes. So that'll be good. But make sure to follow us on Instagram at 100 underscore sports podcast, Facebook at 100 sports podcast, Twitter at 100 sports podcast too. You know, we know the gist by now. But anyway, this is the end of our best Detroit athlete bracket, Nathan. Nathan, you there? Yeah. I was just about to tell you, this is the last week of the best Detroit athlete bracket. Oh, sorry. I didn't know we were uh, we were going into that again. I thought we were pausing for a second. My apologies. No, but, uh, yeah, I know. We dragged this out long enough and uh, finally coming to an end here. Uh, kind of, I don't know if I'd say a surprise, but, yeah, I am kind of shocked that this guy won overall. Yeah, I was a bit too 
you know, he had a tough semifinal opponent, and he had a very, very tough, uh, a very tough finals opponent too. So, hey, and he still he had a very tough quarterfinal opponent too. Now that I think about it, yeah, but I think because a lot of people are decent with him, obviously last twenty years, and still with the team to this day. But uh, yeah, I think. By the way. We're talking about Steve Eisenman, all right? We're just I'm just going to start right there. Steve Eisenman won, okay? And uh, We haven't gotten to Tourney Central, oh, though. Geez. Well, let's get to Tourney Central, then. All right, we'll get to it right now. All right, now we're here at Tournament Central where, you know, my partner Nathan spoiled the, the win. It was a very, very close race. It was a he had a very Steve Eisman did have a very close semifinals too. It was fifty-two to forty-eight percent, and he snuck out another victory. This time beating the one seed Gordy Howe. Mister Hockey goes down as the three seed Steve Eisman wins fifty-two percent to forty-eight percent. Holy crap! That, <laughs> that was a tight one. Yeah, and again, I think it's because people, you know. Let's be honest. No, we've no one bit better. We've watched Steve Eisenman. Nobody's really watched Gordy Howe. Teenager. I mean, there's no doubt that Gordy Howe's the better player by far. But again, Steve Eisenman, what he did for the Red Wings, what he did for the city, he's still top ten all time in goals scored. Hey, that's what the people decided, so we're going with it. Yep, can't disagree with the people, but to our to our personal brackets, my finals consisted of Gordie Howe and Barry Sanders. I'm taking Barry Sanders in the victory. I know people love Gordie Howe, people, but more I think more people to this day like Barry Sanders more just of how great of a running back he was and how much little talent was on the lines and how much little talent is on the lines to this <laughs> day still. Uh, nothing has changed in 30 years with the Lions organization, but sometimes we'll get great players that just sprinkle in sporadically for a few years. Like Barry Sanders, Spielman was pretty good when he was about the same time as uh, Barry, when he, Barry was there. Calvin Johnson was great. I know we bash Matt Stafford a lot, but Matt Stafford, he's been a good, he's had a solid career in Detroit, I would say. You know, hasn't had the the amount of team success we would have liked, but he's still still a solid quarterback, in my opinion. I don't know if Nathan agrees, but I think he's a solid solid quarterback in my opinion but Barry Sanders the moves he made just making guys miss the numbers he put up over 2,000 yards that one I forgot the season but that one I forgot this what year it was but I remember him hitting over 2,000 in the Silver Dome I watched that football life on Barry Sanders on the NFL Network that one time and everything going on? Everything going all right over there in Dearborn Nathan? Well I live two blocks away from a hospital so uh yeah, sorry about that. I don't have a choice. It's kind of loud inside the house. Oh, you're fine, man. You're fine. But, yeah, I'm having Barry Sanders take home my best Detroit athlete of all time, the GOAT of Detroit. Yep. I, I again, I had Barry Sanders and Gordie Howe. I uh, I could have went either way with this one, really. I agree 100% with you. I'm going to go with Gordie Howe just because I believe he is the best hockey player of all time. But there's no doubt Barry Sanders is a tremendous player, and he could easily have won this as well. So, I think I, 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 it took me a while to pick Gordie Howe because again I could have went either way. What 
what they both did for each team is just tremendous. Obviously, with Gordie Howe playing over 20 years, racking up second all-time in goals scored. I mean, I just feel like, you know, Gordie Howe, obviously, who won Stanley Cups here, you know, Barry didn't. But again, he carried that team. He was the best player on the team. He was probably the best player in the NFL time and arguably the greatest running back of all time. And, you know, I think he gets too much heat for wanting to or for quitting early. To be honest, when you play for that organization, we've seen it here and again, you know, you see Kelvin quitting early. I don't blame him. I mean, you know, they gave their heart out on the field for that team. Um, but, no, I'm going to go with Gordy. I think he's the GOAT of Detroit. But, uh, again, I I could have went either way here. Yeah, it's sad to say that the tournament is over. At least, at least we had a tournament in 2020. <laughs> you know, we had the... March Madness, the, uh, the NCAA tournament, March Madness tournament canceled. Then we had all the conference tournaments canceled uh, for for the college team, or for Division One basketball, their conferences. Those were all canceled, like, ironically, on my birthday. So that was great. Great birthday <laughs> gift, huh? It was fantastic. And that same day, I found out all the other leagues canceled. So, so that was great. Uh, I think – We'll probably visit another tournament in the future. Probably not for a while, though. Would you agree with that? Yeah, we'll come up with something. But if we're going to have uh, a crap ton of sports to talk here the next three mo- three months, then uh, we're going to be talking sports. Yeah, the, the tournament was a bit of a filler, you know, until we had the league's return. But if, you know, you drop a, drop a, a line on our social media pages and say you want to hear a tournament like that. We'll cer- we'll certainly visit that. Might not happen, but we will definitely consider that. Yeah, but I mean, with football season coming up, hopefully, hopefully, mm. and we're gonna have all four major <laughs> leagues playing at the same time. Yeah, no, that will we'll, we'll definitely do another one. I want to do another one. Maybe we'll do it. I don't know between the gap of the NBA and NHL season or something. I don't know. We'll see. Let's hope we have a season, first of all. Yep. Let's hope. But now, we'll head into a commercial break. All right. We're back with more 100% Sports Podcast. Before we went to commercial break, I forgot to say thank you for everyone voting on our tournament pool, our tournament bracket. So, I just want to give a nice quick shout-out to you guys for thank you for voting through our what I believe it was four rounds, I believe. So thank you for voting for all those. But today, the NBA is back. The NBA is back. And no, it is not scrimmages. Technically, the NBA has been back for the last hour because the Jazz have been playing the Pelicans for the last hour. They took on at 6. They started at 6.30 on TNT. And currently, it is 7.28 Eastern time while we're at the time of this recording. So it's definitely interesting to have some sports back, right, Nathan? Oh, yeah, definitely. Very exciting, very exciting. Been waiting for, and, what, four months now? Yeah, and it's not boring baseball. We got, we got okay, some basketball. all right. Going. Quit harping on baseball. I like some. I like fast-paced yeah, stuff. Yeah, I like yeah. fast-paced. So I like seeing basketball. And... If you like fast-paced stuff, then you should watch hockey over basketball. Yeah, I know that, but the thing is, is the Red Wings suck. You don't have to watch so. the Red Wings. 
Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I'm a hockey guy. I don't watch much hockey in the regular season unless it's the Red Wings. I watch playoffs, though. Oh, God, heck yeah. I'm sorry, NBA, but I watch NHL playoffs over NBA anytime. To be honest, I don't even watch the NBA regular season. I watch NBA playoffs. Yeah, the only games I really watch in the NBA season are maybe Thursday night on TNT or, like, I know Saturday they have the big primetime game sometimes, but, you know, like, like tonight, freaking Clippers and Lakers. Heck, yeah. I'm the L.A. That. Derby? Oh, yeah, the L.A. Derby. By the way, Lakers favored just... four and a half. I am taking the Clippers, even though they are without Lou Williams and I believe Patrick Beverly, too. Didn't Lou Williams get fined because he got food outside the bubble? Oh, yeah, he was found at a nightclub, and he uh, claimed <laughs> to reporters saying, oh, he was just there getting food. Uh, I get actually I think he was because apparently after listening over the last couple weeks he has chicken wings there named after him so maybe he actually was getting uh getting food and not a lap dance yeah see the thing though is is obviously people are gonna break the bubble it's like two months of you being at Disney the whole time but you're not even you know riding Splash Mountain you're just at the hotel I understand the NBA you know it's strict, but I, I think they're a little too over dramatic. Over dramatic. Like you, you see how they're getting food. Like they're getting fed like it's you know at school. And meanwhile, yeah, the no. NHL players. I saw a video the other day. It's like a full-on buffet, and they're serving you food. So I, I don't know. I don't know if it's because they're in Florida and the hockey players are in Canada, and there's definitely a big difference. But. You know. I mean, don't get me wrong, the hotels at Disney are spot on, just like the beach club. Oh, yeah, no doubt. But you got these millionaire NBA players coming into that, and it's like, to them, it's... They're not, they're, yeah. They're not going to go for that. <laughs> no. So there's obviously going to be problems, but I was about to get into that the, the L.A. Derby is today, the L.A. Clippers versus the L.A. Lakers at 9 o'clock. That's also on TNT. But by the time you're probably listening to this, they've already played. <laughs> so... Just to let you know, at the time of this recording, they're about to play in about an hour and a half. So, yeah. And for and this is how the NBA restart is going, if you didn't know. 20 teams are competing in this bubble, 13 from the West and 9 from the East. How they determine this is at the end, right before the break, if you were six games or fewer from the eighth seed, you were sent to Florida. And if you were not... A.K.A. the Cavs, Hawks, Pistons, Knicks, Bulls, Hornets, Warriors, and T-Wolves. You are not participating. I don't even think you're even doing any type of basketball unless it's inside your own facilities. So those teams are not participating. And how they are doing this is they're battling for, they're basically playing it out. The I think it's, are they doing eight games? Eight regular I think eight it's games? eight regular season games. But don't quote me on it. I do think it's eight. Yeah, I believe that what it that's what it is, and then they just do traditional playoffs, but that does not start until August seventeenth. So you'll have, you know, your basic seven game series, first round, second round, and the Clippers and Lakers could easily play each other in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, and I think that's what everybody was kind of predicting at the start of the season. You know, have the L.A. Derby, as you put it in the Western Conference Finals. I hope it is, because I think they are the two best teams in the West. Yeah, but hold up, hold up. Before you get into it, 
You you don't know that though, just because they haven't played since March. You don't know how they're gonna perform. If if you know me being a Michigan Michigan play, Michigan fan, not Michigan player, Michigan <laughs> fan, when when back in two thousand and eighteen, the two thousand eighteen tournament when they made it all the way to the finals. If you remember, Michigan did not play the week. They they had a whole week off, almost two weeks off because the NCAA tournament doesn't start till Thursdays, Thursday and Friday, unless you're in the playing games. They had almost two weeks off of basketball, and boy, did they look terrible because they played the, the Big Ten tournament a week prior than it normally is at uh, Madison Square Garden where, you know, they, they won and they beat Michigan State, so I'm pointing that out there. And Michigan State didn't look good either. Ohio State didn't look good. So just those those guys just having two weeks off. Yet, yes, the teams that they played also played a little bit longer. But having two weeks off and looking that bad, imagine what it's going to look like when you have four months off and you haven't played a game. Yeah, I know. I, I Again, it's going to take eight, ten games to get back into form. Now, obviously, there won't be a midseason form, no doubt about it. But, again, I think – if you get a month into this, obviously Lakers, Clippers, your top four or five teams already clinched. I think what top six teams clinched, I believe already. I know in the East, the top six teams have already clinched. Yeah, it's it's, it's top six in both East and West. So no, there's no doubt. There's going to be some upsets because you're right. They haven't played in four months. I just think looking at it down the stretch after I say a month of playing, I think both teams, all teams will get into form per se, and it won't be as dramatic as we would have thought maybe coming in the playoffs with upsets. I could be totally wrong. I hope I am wrong because I wouldn't mind seeing uh, the Jazz beat up on the Clippers or heck, Houston beat up on the Lakers or Clippers. So, yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. There definitely there are going to be some upsets. Yeah, and that's what basketball is all about. You know, since, you know, March Madness, you, all those upsets, and you don't really see that in the NBA. Just because of how 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 many super teams are formed all the time, and that this could be the the playoffs where you could potentially see teams seven seeds, eight seeds. I highly doubt the eight seeds, but seven seeds and six seeds go the distance with seven games, seven six five four games with a higher seed and beat them. This could be the year. Yeah, it definitely could be, and I I think again. You know, that's the biggest knock on the NBA when you're looking at the playoffs and it's like, all right, you're eight seed, you're seven seed, you're six seed even sometimes. It, it's you're not yeah, doing anything. it's kind of predictable. Whereas like, okay, if you look and I understand basketball is way bigger than way bigger than hockey. But if you go into the hockey, it's like, all right, a wild card team can definitely sweep a team in the first round, the number one overall team. It happened they last did. year with Columbus over Tampa. So again, I'm hoping there's some upsets, but I just have a gut feeling in, at, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to the best teams, kind of how we would have thought it would have been in the regular season. Kind of just like our GOAT Detroit bracket. There's a lot of chalk. Yeah. A lot of chalk. But before we transition to the Premier League, Noble players sitting out for this tournament, Victor Oladipo for the Pacers, Spencer Dinwiddie for the the Nets, also Kyrie Irving is sitting out, but he's also injured. Bradley Beal is gone, and Avery Bradley is gone. And remember when the Pistons got Avery Bradley and all Detroit freaked out and thought that 
Detroit was going to be a contender in the NBA. Oh, God, I remember that. But uh, him and Tobias Harris carried the team. And then Tobias was traded off to the Clippers and part of that lovely Blake Griffin deal. But, uh, yeah, it, I remember that. Do you want to know what that Avery Bradley trade reminds me of? What? Is when the Piston, the bad boy Pistons got Dantley. Yeah. Like, I, where they, like, it kind of, like, it gave them another all-star type of score. Yeah, no, I could see that. But, uh, yeah, and now, now look, now look, who got the better of that trade, the Clippers or the Pistons? Clippers, uh, obviously. Yeah. But let's transition to the Premier League, the English Soccer League. That finished up this season, and I know Nathan, his favorite team, Liverpool, won the league. So let's get into it with you. Yeah, so as I look at the Premier League, obviously, you know, it's coming down to Championship Sunday just for, like, top four spots, relegation, you know. Uh, Nothing to say. It's to you, I guess, now, but I was kind of hyped, you know. I, we got spoiled last year, though, when it came down to the championship on the last day. You, we got spoiled in 2012 when Aguero in, won it at the, literally the last second. For, that is above uh, the level of spoiled. I mean, come on. You ain't ever, you're never going to see that again. That was – God, I, I didn't watch soccer then, but just going back and watching the documentaries on that stuff, whew, that is crazy. Probably the craziest finish ever in a soccer game. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah and – Imagine it being local town rival. Actually, technically, Manchester United's not in Manchester. Oh, yeah. It's it's by the team name. It's local rivals too. So say say the Lakers and Clippers were battling for the regular season championship, and the Lakers they had to win, and LeBron hits a buzzer beater and they win the regular season championship. That's basically what it was. Yeah, but man, that was that was City's first Some- ever title too, wasn't it? In 40 years. Jeez, that's crazy. But uh, anyway, let's just – I'm just going to recap really quick. Top four. Top four is going to be – obviously, Liverpool, Manchester City, they ran away with it. Well, Manchester City did and Liverpool did. Uh, United actually snuck into third and Chelsea fourth and Leicester getting stuck it. They choked. Fifth. They were top four since September. And ah, that's just – you know, they're still going to play they Europa League hard. football, which is great. But, man, if they could have played in Champions League, the money they would have gotten for that, they could have really built the brand higher up. Um, six is – Yeah, Go but ahead. hold up, hold up, hold up. The thing is, Leicester, when they won the league, they this has been their first good season since they won the league, though. So you you don't quite know if they would have built up anything. No, and, again, they have a lot of young talent on that team, whether it's James Madison and Didi. Uh, who's the fullback? Tilly Mads. Fullback, fullback. Um, Chilwell. Ben Chilwell, yes. Um, and Tielemans. Yes, Gary Tielemans. yes. A great young team. I kind of compare them to Wolves in a sense. I know Wolves are kind of that young, hot team that could build to be a bigger team than what they actually are. Um, but the thing is, with those two type of teams, those teams, they're not going to be as consistent as the the top four of Manchester United, Chelsea, and those guys because they're tactically tactically they're not as sound as those teams because – Wolves is going to have to change up their tactics instead of just being a counterattack team. We've only seen one counterattack team win the Premier League, and that was Leicester. Yeah, and I mean, that that's when you're counterattacking, you know, it can work for so many games. I mean, it, it goes to it, same thing in other sports, too. Do you want to sit back and wait for the opportunity to come to you? I mean, what that's crazy, thinking they won the league with that. 
what the counterattack is reminding me of is what the Tigers are doing right now. Strike out and <laughs> hit a home run. It doesn't last very no, long. No, that is true. That is true. But, yeah, for sure. They're going to have to change up tactics. And then uh, Wolves finish seventh. Okay, I'll go back to Lester really quick. Great season overall. I don't think many of us would have had them finishing top five. I know they could have finished top, top four, ten, but still. Top. Yeah. Um, Wolves finish seventh. Tottenham sixth. Arsenal eighth. I know it doesn't. that's not acceptable for Arsenal, but what? Arteta's has done since he's been there. I, I commend him. Same thing with Mourinho and Tottenham. Even though I don't like Tottenham. Screw Tottenham. But uh, and the biggest one of the biggest shocks in the Prem this season, Sheffield United, who was just promoted last season. I think a lot of people had them going down too. Finished ninth, which is crazy when you think about it. Then you got all your mid-table teams. Southampton finishing eleventh. Well, that great. Well, Go ahead. But the thing is, I read this thing before. I read this one article right before Arsenal, or not Arsenal, but, you know, I was looking at Arsenal, see, like, the amount of money they'd be getting with stuff. And I wanted to see, like, if you get you get more money on the placements. And you get, they said, just because this season you'll only be getting, I think it's about 2.7 more million, do- more million pounds than, like, on every single spot. So eight, eighth place would lose, or you get you get more money. And Arsenal was in tenth at the start of the day, and they got up to eight. So, you know, they they made a little bit more money than we thought. Yeah, and than we thought. I know the biggest knock against them is consistency, though. I mean, like they go yes, out and beat yes. City in the FA Cup, and then they lose to Villa. I mean, they beat Liverpool and Man City in three days in a three day span. Which, to people who don't know what sock what those two teams <laughs> are, it's like beating the Chiefs and the Forty ers in three days time. And then they lose to Aston Villa, who is basically the equivalent of the Cincinnati Bengals. Yep, you yep, yep. you said it perfect there. Um, but then we'll we'll go down to the relegation zone here. And Norwich, obviously, they're promoted this past season. They went straight down. Not even close. they spent too much money. They spent. See, if you're a promoted side, you're just promoted side. You do not spend the amount of money they did, and Aston Villa did. Yes, Aston Villa got away with it. Just, just barely. Just got away. They just got away with it, but the thing is, is if you buy that that much amount of money, all that money you gain from coming into the Premier League goes out down, out the drain because the money you get in the Championship. I remember I was watching the Sunderland Till I Die Netflix documentary. Oh, you get sixty million dollars of revenue off TV deals. Mm-hmm. Championship, you get forty million. Yep. So you lose twenty million dollars right there. And think about the contracts that those players are on. $60,000 $60, a week in the Premier League, go or $60,000 a week in the championship is about $250,000 a week in the Premier League. Yeah. That's, that's what they And that's the biggest, you know, if you're promoted, you some of these clubs, when you spend too much money and you risk going right back down, well, then you're going to go into debt in some areas because you can't afford to p- pay certain players because, like you said, TV deals, it's the biggest thing, you know, the profit margin. That's why you don't want to spend too much money coming up. Like you said, Villa, who's been in the rele- relegation zone for most of the, the season, just got away with it. But uh, as we look at Norwich, yeah, they're gone. Watford, kind of a shocker when you think about it. I don't think anybody really had them getting relegated at the beginning. It was def- They were definitely like a, a 15 to 10 type yeah. of team. Well, you range. know what? They deserve it in my mind because they fired three managers this year. And firing their last manager with two games to go is absolutely pathetic. 
the, the owners themselves deserve it, not the fans. I'll put it that way. And then Bournemouth, obviously, they're going down as well. To be honest, Eddie Howe, didn't, didn't he get them all the way up from League Two? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I want to say it was bound to happen, but they stayed in the prem as long as they could. They're a small club. Overall, I commend them. Uh, but, again, it's going to be tough losing some players now because, again, I don't know if those teams are going to come right back up next year. We, we've seen it with teams like Sunderland. They're all the way down in League One, which is the two, which is the third league of the English League, the Premier League's one, Championship two. League One is three, and League Two is four. I mean, it's just crazy when you think of a big club that goes down, and it's so hard to get up, like, because – basically because of money issues. And that was the biggest thing I was thinking throughout the season. Oh, my God, if West Ham get, like, relegated. You know, they're a pretty big club. They're a London club. And they they just bought their – the stadium they bought, it was not – it wasn't built specifically for them. They bought it. That's – they're still paying that uh-huh. off. Yeah, by the way, it's a terrible – from what I hear from fans, it's terrible for soccer. It's, it was built for it the is, Olympics. Yes, it was. And – the thing about seeing Aston Villa celebrating on the last day, come on, you you finished seventeenth out of twenty. Do, do you really? Or is that something to be proud of? It could be. Yeah, it but you got to look at. I know Aston Villa's. They have great history, and they should be. They they are a team that, in my mind, belongs in the Premier League. But at the same time, yeah, but they were in. They were in the relegation zone for the majority of the season, and. To get See, out. But the thing, is, but that's all they have the to fight is, for. When you're, when you are leaving it to the last day to do it, and you blame it on that game, when you're leaving it to the last day and you're the relegation zone, you had 37 other games to not be in this situation. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from, but they're gonna celebrate. They're gonna celebrate something. I can't, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't. To me, soccer soccer is different, though, because, all right, you have 20 clubs in the Premier League. How many of them are – well, you always talk about the big six, all right? Those are your six that usually will always win the title. Not always, obviously, could change. So there's not – whereas you look at the leagues here in America, okay, everybody has an equal shot when you think about it because of money. So – I don't know. I'd be pissed off more here if a team was like celebrating that, but it's it's different in soccer. I don't know. I understand that, but seventeenth place, come on, better than eighteenth. Let's get to the Tigers. Only local team playing. The rest, the only team that is playing right now for us, Detroit. By the way, some breaking it, news for the Tigers. Guess who hit a home run today? Guess, just guess. For the Tigers? Yeah. Is it Candelario? No, no, no. Not Candelario. Jacoby? No. no. Come on. He's a veteran. Co- Mickey? Yes, sir. I was just about to say I had his, his batting average. He's batting zero point or he's batting uh point zero nine one as I wrote the stat down, but that was before. Well now he's game. batting point one something. And Candelario is batting zero. I, I don't. I don't Can, even know what he's batting. It's terrible. Zero. I said oh, zero. Sorry, I didn't hear you there. But you know, Jacoby Jones is killing it right now, batting four twenty one, three homers and six oh, RBIs. He's breaking it, man. And I tell you what, 
I understand this team is bad. Believe me, they're still bad. Okay, I, I, I've spent some time over the last week watching this team, and again, they either strike out or hit a home run. But they're four and two. Okay, it's sixty games. I know what they're not going to do it, but if they could somehow keep around five hundred for sixty games, which is not that bad when you think about it, they could actually do that. They could maybe sneak into the playoffs. And I'm just trying to get a little excitement here. And hey, you know, Mize Manning come up in the next week they pitch. Who knows? Maybe they end up being the next Walker Bueller. I doubt that'll happen. But again, a little excitement. They're four and two. They're still god awful. But hey, if they could be around 500, 30 games in, I definitely think they're going to be the talk of the town. They're the only talk of the town. I don't even think anybody's been talking about any team in this town since, uh, I don't know, since when? <laughs> the draft? NFL draft? Yeah, but I mean like a team for being good. Like, you know, everybody's, uh, oh, we got to watch this team tonight. Because, you know, Detroit's a sports city for sure. And I think the last time would probably be the Tigers in 2013. And I'm not kidding. Because when you think about the Red Wings, all right, the last five years they made the playoffs, they, they weren't good. They were just... Um, yeah. I thought, did the the Lions when they went eleven and five? Was that after the Tigers twenty thirteen team or I before think that? It was after, because that was definitely a talk of the town. But right now, the Tigers are the twenty sixth worst run difference, as they have just negative nine runs. As that's their run difference. Yeah, and again, their their lineup is awful. They at least have some true major league players, unlike last year on it, and CJ Crone and Scope. And don't even get me started with their starting pitching. It's just god-awful, which is another reason why I hope they call Mize and Manning up soon. Yeah, that basically about touches for the Tigers. Let's move on to the NFL Top 100 that they just released. This is also voted on by the fans. And just to let you know, there are zero Lions on this Top 100. Just to point that out <laughs> early on. Six Chiefs made it and six Packers made it, so that tops the most play, most players from the team. But let's let's round out the top ten. Number ten is Derrick Henry with the Tennessee Titans. After how such of a fantastic playoff run he had and great year he had. Number nine is Stephon Gilmore, the cornerback from New England, still still dominating. And the eight seed, yeah, not the eight seed, the number eight pick. <laughs> We're done with the tournament. Come on. DeAndre Hopkins, wide receiver from the Arizona Cardinals, not the Texans. Bill O'Brien makes another dumb trade. Number seven is George Kittle, the tight end out of San Francisco. You know, that's going to be TJ Hawkinson next year because, you know, the Lions are the next 49ers. Sixth spot is, I feel so bad for him, Christian McCaffrey, running back of the Panthers. Just doesn't have much talent around him. He's like Barry Why do you feel bad for him? Did you not just see the contract he signed? No. Anyway, the five spot, Michael Thomas, wide receiver of New Orleans Saints. Hey, by the way, these top ten, number five and ten, you know the one draft, the draft that they were drafted in, it went, I believe, Derrick Henry, Sean Robinson to the Lions, and Michael Thomas. Not Sean Robinson is not on this list. And the biggest shock of this list, number four, Patty Mahomes, quarterback of the Chiefs who just won the Super Bowl. And if you think about it, might be the only player having the best 2020. Wins a Super Bowl, 
gets a $450 million contract with incentives could be a whole lot more, which is reasonable with how we could get those incentives, and then becomes a part owner of the Kansas City Royals? Yeah. I mean, jeez. Oh, by the way, another thing on him, and I know I've said this before, but I just love saying it again because it brings joy to my heart. Did you know that the Detroit Baseball Tigers drafted Patrick Mahomes drafted him, in yes. the second round? How about that? The Tigers drafted an NFL MVP Super Bowl winner before the Lions. Yeah, I guess if you think of it that way. And this third spot could have been a Detroit Lions. But instead, instead we took Eric. I can't catch the ball. Okay, I, I, we're just going to say this. Aaron I, I think a lot of these guys could have been Detroit Lions. Russell Wilson easily could have. He's number two. And Lamar Jackson easily could have. He's number one. So that rounds out the top ten. And then just a few ones as sporadically throughout the list. Drew Brees still at number 12. And shockingly, Tom Brady, number 14. And both of those guys are ahead of the 16th spot, Aaron Rodgers. And Patty Mahomes' go-to guys, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey, 18. Tyreek Hill. That is so, that's, I think that's solid. And another thing here, T.J. Watt, number 25, is 20 spots better than his brother, J.J. Watt. Yeah. Um, J.J. Watt, to me, I think he's a little overrated. That's where he belongs. T.J. Watt, 25th. I'd actually put him maybe a little higher. But then again, now as I'm looking at it, I don't know who I'd put over him. Um, but going to this... The biggest thing that sticks out to me, and I know everybody's going to argue with me on this, and I really don't care. Why the hell are Drew Brees and Tom Brady 12 and 14? They can't throw the ball anymore. I mean, come on. I think Brees can a little. Brees can do it more than Brady. Yeah, but okay. First of all, I know I've been harping on Aaron Rodgers a lot. But for one, I would still take Rodgers over Brady and Brees. Okay, no doubt, just because of the age gap. I mean, come on. But what's the similarity in all three teams there? They got a running game. They're no longer relying on Aaron Rodgers to throw the ball 40 times a game or Drew Brees 40 times a game. Tom Brady, God, I I just, I don't see it anymore, especially with him. I know everybody wants to say he's the GOAT, which is fine. That's great. But he's not what he used to be. He's definitely declined. I, I don't see how he's 14th, but whatever. And then going into the top 10, I, oh, my God. Lamar Jackson, number one, okay, I guess it's because of his running game and passing game, but Russell Wilson, he can do that too, and he's carried Seattle for how many years in a row? I think Russell Wilson is the best player in the NFL. I'd still have Mahomes over him. Yeah, I, I, I see that. I just feel like Wilson's kind of carried his team more than Mahomes have had to, but I, no doubt Mahomes I'd have too. Aaron yeah, Donald's but, no argument with that. I wouldn't say Russell Wilson his entire career. I wouldn't say that when they won the super, when we went those no, few I, Super Bowls. No, I didn't say entire his career. I said he's carried the Seahawks more than Mahomes have had to carry the Chiefs. Well, Mahomes has only been the starter for two years. I, I understand. That's why I'm putting Wilson ahead of him because he's been around longer and has carried his team more often than Mahomes. Okay, this is a matter of one spot. I'm not going to be mad about one spot. 
I'm still taking Mahomes number one. It's all. It's all I'm saying. But isn't the NFL top 100 off current though? Isn't it off uh, current, like the last the last season? I don't know how I I would think. But see, so I, I you I'm can't, still you can't base Mahomes. a player off of one season though. No, this is what the list is based off of. It's based off the last season that they just had. No, so- I understand that. I get it. That's why it's like I. Uh... Okay, all right, well, we'll move on. But speaking of someone who should not be this high in the list, 58's Kirk Cousins. No way he should be at this high in the list. Oh, God, no. Heck no. Uh, that's just god-awful. What the heck? And shockingly, Larry Fitzgerald is on this list at number 69. Yeah, and he had a good year last year. But, again, looking at some of these players, I mean, I don't know. In my mind, you cannot base a player off of one single season. Yeah, Obviously, I, I... this list is based off of that. But I, I can't complain. I Overall, it's an okay list. Darius Slay made 92. That's fine. Fine by me. He's a good cornerback. And Kyler Murray and I think Josh Allen will definitely be way higher on the list. Kyler Murray sitting at 90 and Josh Allen at 87. I definitely see those ones being a little bit higher. Oh, for sure. Kyler Murray, I think, is going to have a breakout year this year. Whereas Josh Allen, this is his third year with Buffalo, so... People are going to be a little harder on him, especially after that playoff performance last year. Yeah, he just, he just, he was, there was too much adrenaline with him. He needed to relax a little bit. And hey, that's fine. His first career playoff game, I mean, be a little excited. We'll see what he can do this year. All right, let's move on to the Fast Five. And today, the Fast Five is brought to you by Sooner Engineering. Question number one Trey Burke or Cassius Winston? Well, I'm going to be biased here. Cash has played for MSU for four years. Not going to lie. I didn't watch much Michigan basketball back when Trey Burke played, so you can argue whatever you want. I still think Cassius. Uh, I know both carry their teams. Cassius probably, though, you would say, had a more better all-around team around him. Who would I say? Cassius? But go ahead. Go ahead. What What do you got? I, by the way, we did watch, um, you know, back in 2013 on Easter Sunday, we were at uh, – Grandma's house, Grandma's house, and we did watch Michigan basketball, so you did watch that when they made it to the Final Four. <laughs> I don't remember yesterday. I don't, how can I remember seven years ago? But anyway, so you did watch Trey Burke one time. <laughs> and we did have a poll on our Instagram story. Burke won 64% of the vote. Cash is only 30, 36% of the vote. But here's the thing. Cash is Winston, first two years, you take out because he was not much of a factor. Cassius was averaging six points a game as a freshman, not doing much. And But to be fair, that Michigan State team was also not great. They almost did not make the tournament. And the the sophomore year, he was averaging 12 points, but he was also he, – he wasn't really the star, though, because I was Jaron Jackson and Miles Bridges' team. And look how that turned out. <laughs> so you, And Burke was there for two years, so I think it's a little bit of an easier easier argument. Burke got there. As a freshman, there's really no one on that team. I mean, Hardaway ends up becoming a first-round draft pick, but at that time was not fully developed. Uh, Zach Zach Novak and Stu Douglas, the senior leaders, they were just defensive grit and grind team. That whole team, yes, Burke carried that team to a share of the Big Ten title, but those guys, it, that team was just a grit and grind defensive battle it out, tough to beat type of team. And then the sophomore year, whoo, 
Merck just went off. I know there was a lot more talent on that team. Hardaway was developed more. Uh, you brought in Nick Stauskas. You brought in Glenn Robinson, Mitch McGarry, who most of those guys, two of those three guys turned out to be first-round draft picks. So I know that, but Burke was National Player of the Year as a sophomore. Help, he put Michigan back on the map with that shot against Kansas. And the thing I let – I know Cassius Winston was a fantastic player. Don't get me wrong. But when an offense is built around you where every every setup, every scenario is set up around you, you're going to have those numbers. Like, I'm not saying Cassius is bad, and I know I'm a Michigan fan, and I don't like Michigan State, but I think if Burke was in that Cassius offense and – you had a guy like Tillman, which was kind of a little bit like Stockton Malone, where you just throw it up and he gets it and dunks it. I I, I don't know. I'd still go Burke, though. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Can the Tigers keep up this hot streak? Uh, they can, I think, for 30 games, but I don't know. I don't think they can keep it up for 60 games. They, they are 4-2, they are and two, yes, but they are still god-awful, believe me. Will the non-bubble format for the MLB work? I, uh, I I still want to say yes. I know, obviously, last couple of days with Marlins and canceling games and stuff, but it's uh, it's obviously going to happen though because it's not in a you know. Yeah, I understand. I, the... I think okay. Obviously, they have sixty man rosters now, and they expect players to test positive. But then you get the argument: okay, how many people test positive? Is it okay? And then how many do you have to have to shut it down? Obviously, the Marlins had like seventeen people. That's too much. That's yeah. That's I mean, come on. A couple people, fine, but I think they just got to find a way to not have huge outbreaks on the team. That's the biggest thing. Yep. Will we see any college football this season? Because dominoes keep falling that we won't. I I don't know. Right now, I'm going to say no. I'm worried, honestly. Um, I, I just don't really have any faith that it's going to happen. Because, like you said, the dominoes do keep falling. Because at first it's like, all right, we're only going to play uh, a conference games. schedule. And then now they're pushing back seasons. I I don't know. Uh, right now, no. I hope to God I'm wrong. Because college football is mine and yours. I know it is two years. Favorite sport to watch. That or college hoops? No. Sorry, college football. Uh, whatever. They're both really good. <laughs> What is your favorite coach of all time in sports? Of all time in all sports? Yeah. Oh, Jesus, God. I got to think for this one. You got one on mine? Not that I can think. How about coach that you've seen coach a team? Like that since... I've seen coach a team? God dang yeah. it, because then I wasn't going to. Oh, crap. Um... God, this is so hard. Um, out of everything though, like yeah. all thirty teams in all four major sports, yes, the best coach I've seen. Yeah, I like I'd I'd like to say Eddie O just because of this season and his <laughs> enthusiasm. I'd like to say John Beeline for what he did with the Michigan basketball program, and you know that being my team. I could say Wenger, but what I when I was watching, uh, if he was mediocre. So I couldn't. I mean, I couldn't really say that. Detroit team, there's really nothing. So God, I, I really don't know. I, 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 I mean, obviously to... the one of the best is Bill Belichick, but he's not fun to watch. He's absolutely boring to watch. 
I'm gonna have to go with Beeline, just because you know he coached my team, my favorite team to watch, or not my favorite team, but one of my teams that I watched. He ran a clean program, no scandals. Yeah, that's true. That that's he, one thing I give Beeline a bunch of credit for. Cleanest program, probably in all NCAA. He's he's fun to watch. I remember when he comes in after you know tournament tournament wins, and he comes in with squirt squirt guns, shooting them, throwing cups of water at people. So, and and he had he had some good he had some good scenes that when they'd mic him up. So I I have to go with Beeline. Okay, well, you did mention this dude only because, well, every interview he ever did, you knew you had to watch. It'd probably be Eddie O. I can't argue with that. I mean, he's just fun. Obviously, he can rip into players and fire up a team when you need to fire up a team. I don't know if you've seen some of the locker room videos, but oh my God, you talk about a guy who can light some fire under some guy's rear ends. He's a guy. He's fun to watch. Uh, Obviously, this season's going to be huge because yeah, can he do it without Burrow and all that? They really were only down it for one year. I hope they can. Big fan of Eddie O, and I always had to stay up after the game just so I could watch him talk for a couple minutes. But I'd like to give a shout-out to my favorite youth soccer coach, Coach Jeff C.J. Welshner. Uh, he was a great developer of players, you know, unlike some other coaches, but he great developer of players. Jesus. Uh, he made made soccer fun, so I'd like to give a quick shout-out uh, to my youth coach. Did you just throw some shade at some other coaches you've had? No, I was saying, like, other coaches – like he didn't develop like he developed players like other like not like other coaches. I was kind of referring to like Oh, I, I thought you were other, saying like No, no, no like not other at coaches, all. No, not meaning at all. coaches you've had. I'm like, dang. No, no, not at all. I was just referring to like just like some coaches that I've seen, like pro No, I got, you. I got you. I'm just busting that, your you know what. Yeah, I didn't I didn't mean to say it like that, but <laughs> there you go. But you like to add anything before we go? No, that's it. I had fun today. That's all I'm going to say. I did too. Sorry if it's a little bit of a long episode, but we haven't done one in a while. And we were very excited. Lots to talk about. But, and there know, are sports to actually talk about. Exactly. And, you know, now that we hit 1,000, we're gunning for 2,000. So make sure you share this episode with friends, families, your grandma, your moms, your dads, whoever you want. Share it with your work, your coworkers, your bosses. Don't care. Share this. Share this podcast. And until next time, see ya!